right, guys. Surprise. Martez thought he was interviewing me. Chill. This is Ashley, but today we're going to be interviewing him. So Are y'all ready? Uh, I pray to God give what I'm asking for. Uh, I pray to God give what I'm asking for. I pray to God give what I'm asking for. Just be careful what you asking for. Uh, I pray I get it all. I want a ball like LaMelo, Lazo, and LaVar. I need two of everything I'm talking Noah's Ark. I need a new whip with that automatic start. I need a black car with a black car. Fast car like NASCAR. Waking up to ocean views in my fucking backyard. Yo, welcome back to another episode of Knowledge Under the Influence. I'm your host, Martez. Follow me on Instagram at Martez underscore for show. Uh, today, I got a guest in the building, the job search girl. Hey. Where the hell did that name come from? You know, honestly, I can't tell you. It was just kind of spur the moment, creative juices flowing, and it came to me. You know, I try and help people find new jobs that they actually like. And I was like, I'm your girl if you want a job. The job search girl. <laughs> That's crazy. Christmas coming up. You uh, you got all your Christmas shopping out the way? No, I haven't even started Christmas shopping. What the fuck? What you waiting until the price will go down after New Year? <laughs> I don't know. I've never been that type of girl that likes shopping. So what? I'm last minute. I'm probably just going to go on Amazon, order a bunch of stuff, and just have it delivered to my house. When you get married, your husband's going to like love you. Like You don't like shopping. I mean, I can give you my credit card, and I know... We gonna have funds available because you don't you don't like shopping. I don't like shopping. That's just frustrating to me though because like I get overwhelmed. Like I hate large crowds, so I hate being like I don't go to parties, I don't go to clubs, I go to a lounge with clubs every now and then sporadically. But shopping, it's like it gets ridiculous. Black Black Friday, no yes. niggas is willing to trample you and kill yes. you over a TV that everybody gonna get after the New Year anyway for the same price. I actually don't do any Black Friday shopping at all. When I was in college, I worked for Walmart and. When I worked for them, they made me work from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. on Thanksgiving, and it was crazy. So after that experience, I vowed to myself never to do any more Black Friday shopping. It was people in there crazy. It was like wall-to-wall, arm-to-arm, you know. (laughs) And after that, I was like, nah, I'm good. Because, you know, people are in there for that TV, and if you go to Walmart today, the TV's in the middle. It's like the same price. Exactly. It's just the hype around it. That's what I'm saying. And... No, you yeah, gonna get so. that same TV later on for the same price, and then it like if people pay attention and people know brands, like they'll know they're not putting their best brands to be at these deals. They're putting these brands that don't really sell. Exactly. Like you ain't putting your best brand exactly. out there for that good ass price. Like you're not gonna see a Samsung TV on sale for Black Friday. You're gonna mm-hmm. see something called Element. Yeah, you know? and people be like, oh yeah. I got a 50-inch TV for $300. And I'm like, that's probably because that's all that TV is really worth, you idiot. That's why they... Like, they're not going to really hurt themselves. Like, that bitch ain't been selling. So, they going to put the price as low as they can because that's what's going to get done to get it sold. So. But you know what? I can't really be mad at Walmart because it's really all about perception. Yeah. They're making their customers perceive that it's a really good deal because it's on that day. Mm-hmm. And people fall for it. It's not really quality. You're right. But I mean, you still you gotta go. You gotta go Christmas shopping for your daughter. Mm-hmm. I know what she wants. Uh, anyone who has kids, LOL surprise. <laughs> that is the thing this year. Uh, she wants LOL surprise. What is baby. That? They are very small 
very small like toys mm -hmm. it comes in like a little ball and every layer you open is like another item so you might open one layer and it'll be a dress oh, and then yeah. the next layer would be like a cup and then the next layer would be like uh shoes okay and so you just it's like the process of them opening them oh okay I, yeah I, i'm not i'm not hip i don't have kids so i'm not i'm not hip to that shit but that's it that's all she wants that's all she wants uh no 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 she so wants a lot of things but last year she got so much stuff and she has so many toys she's the only child so I want to do actually uh, this year for Christmas uh, my boyfriend and I we decided that we're going to start a YouTube channel for her mm. and that's going to be one of her Christmas gifts because she loves being on camera mm -hmm. she loves just performing and she has so much personality so what we're going to do is we're going to create her YouTube channel that's dope and let her actually talk about the toys and do whatever else that she wants to do uh, just to kind of you know Support her and what she likes to do. Did you did you see that uh, that seven year old that's making twenty two million dollars? The little the little Indian kid. No, what is he, he doing? No, so he, he. Oh, really? He is literally like doing the same thing that every other little kid is doing on, on YouTube, playing with toys and unboxing stuff. He's making twenty two million a year, and he's only seven. And you got to think about it. Most time, I mean, the kid doesn't really make the content it's usually the parent making the content and the kid just kind of interacting right and even when you see like a lot of kids playing with um or a lot of toys being playing with you won't see a face but you see hands and you see the toys and you hear a voice right right, right. that's a grown-ass person behind that damn camera using all these voices and shit like you need to like if um if your child has that much personality and you know that like do it like that's a big thing and it doesn't take anything from them to to become successful when people start watching it like all the kids that's all they want to see they want right. to get their hand on the phone to see some other kid playing with toys right exactly it's crazy because somebody said we went from kids playing with toys to kids watching other kids playing that's with all they toys. do and I was recording one video of my daughter one day and she was just talking and she was like like and subscribe to my channel and I was like okay obviously <laughs> she's been watching YouTube yeah too much you know yeah. but that's something that she's passionate about so if it's any way i can support her and her dreams and i'm definitely gonna do it so i think experiences are more important than stuff yeah. so that's why yeah. i'm thinking more more like small level for christmas and getting her things and trying to do something like i want to do like a travel experience for her next year right. and you know get her youtube channel going when you when you when you buy her stuff or do you do you get a credit to Santa or does she still believe Santa real? Do you keep real? Like, hold on, Santa ain't did all this. So, so <laughs> that's a funny question. Last year, we were really big into Elf on the Shelf to make sure her behavior is like uh, decent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Kids really believe in that. Yeah. Um, we still we still do the Santa thing. Mm -hmm. We watch a lot of Blackish also. And like Blackish had an episode where they were talking about, you know, Santa versus a parent's giving toys so for us in our household we kind of try to make it seem like santa did something but not everything okay like last year i think i told her like yeah santa got you your backpack mm -hmm. and i got you everything else because i spent like 200 dollars on a barbie right. dream home and yeah. i don't want to just let that you know go because i know that's something that she really wanted so i don't really i didn't really grow up on knowing about or hearing about a lot of fictional characters my yeah. mom was very 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 religious uh -huh. like i didn't even i never had a halloween costume until 2015 you were grown i was i was 20 
I was 25, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn. That was my first time ever having a Halloween costume. So I try to just keep a healthy balance with, like, keeping her uh, knowledgeable about what's real and yeah. kind of keeping, like, that childhood innocence. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have that at all. Yeah. Like, Santa Claus, no. What about Tooth Fairy? Has she lost Tooth Fairy? Nope, not yet. Okay. She, she already believes in Tooth Fairy because oh, okay. she has friends, you know, and when she goes to school, that's what they talk about. Yeah, so yeah. that's what she's used to. Yeah, you got Okay, you can't take... You can't take... You're right, you can't take all the childhood experience for it because it's like... It's like it, it sucks, but right. I was just I was just wondering because I'm like, man, some kids, some parents will be real and be like, you know, what I'm saying they'll take that away from their child, and, and some won't. Some will be like, yeah, Santa's real, yeah, Santa brought you this, Santa brought you that, but you right. got that perfect balance. Right, right. I think um, I try and keep it where she still. She told me the other day. She was like. I can't wait for me to bring for Santa to bring me toys, even though I don't. I'm not sure if he's real or not. Ooh. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna say either way. Right. I don't even remember when I found out that Santa was real or not. That wasn't like a milestone in my childhood, right. so I can't even remember experiencing the devastation and yeah. finding out he wasn't real. So I'm not gonna break it to her. Yeah, not nah, this you should not. I mean, being a kid, what was the craziest thing you believe? Craziest thing I believed as a kid. Mm. Mine was like my daddy coming back. Like I never met the dude, so I was like, that's the craziest shit. Uh, I don't, I don't know. That's such a hard question. The craziest thing I believed, I, I don't know because my mom was so religious. She did not let we we were we weren't kids that had like the Easter Bunny or like Halloween or like Santa, so. I didn't grow up believing a lot of fictional things. Yeah. That's ooh. It was weird. I mean, mine wasn't fi- I mean, that was fictional. Right. My, my, I literally used to be like, I was growing up and I'm like, man, my dad, one of these days, this nigga is just going to pop up in my <laughs> life. He's going to be here. That was the cra- That was the craziest thing because, like you said, like being, being, um, I, I found at a young age that my mom was was Santa Claus because I seen her putting the toys out one, and I tried to overlook it but I'm, I was so excited I stayed up all night and I caught her and if my dumb if I wouldn't have been so goddamn nosy I would have still thought to this day maybe that Santa Claus was real but I caught her putting Christmas trees I, I seen her coming from the basement bringing up all the toys and I mean I can she was sweating and she was she all the toys in the basement and she and it's seven of us so she bring all the toys it's seven of us so she wow. bring all the toys up the up the fucking stairs to, to put them under this Christmas tree, and I end up catching. Them. I'm like, bitch, it's been you this whole time. <laughs> like you motherfucker. There's a reason you talk about Saturday didn't bring me shit. No, bitch, you didn't give it to me. You selfish. But I mean, I, you know, it's funny. I heard on the other podcast um, that you were saying that your mom fooled you. It was like, if you want to get something after Christmas, listen. I, my brothers and them they joke about that shit to this day. Like it's not funny. Like my, she would be like, shit. I swear, like my brother had got a Game Boy, and I remember when Game Boys was popping. They were they was hot, and she had bought him a Game Boy Color. It was a Game Boy Color, mm-hmm. and I used to love. I'm like, you were playing Pokemon. Yes, I That's had all my game. Of them. Okay, I had all of them. So then she, uh, I had one one. She bought his for his birthday. So then Christmas, like I want one. So then I asked for one. She was like, you can, you know, what I'm saying you can get it now for Christmas if you want. This by the time I knew Santa wasn't real, or after Christmas, I'm gonna get you. A Game Boy, you gonna get a couple games, yada yada, and I'm like, hmm, I'm like, yeah, I like this bargain. This bitch is good. She's good. <laughs> I waited till after Christmas. I never got my Game Boy. I was so mad. Like I was like, ain't this about a bitch? And it it went on for years. I mean, all the way up to the point where I literally told my mom one day, I was like, 
no, 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 no. You, no, I want my gift now. I, I don't. She's like, you won't get more after Christmas. No, I'm not. You've been telling me this my whole life. I'm, and I called her out on it, which is. That is crazy. I called her out on it. Like, no, you've been lying. No, you you don't have it. Just say, keep it real. We ain't got it. See, it wasn't. When I was experiencing Christmas as a child, it wasn't quite like that. I have. My mom has five kids. We all grew up together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the second oldest of five. And we knew that we was living in the struggle. So it was kind of like, you know, you get what you get. And so it was one Christmas I asked my mom for a Rubik's Cube. And that that was all in like a lava lamp. And that was all I wanted for Christmas. So I wasn't really thinking like it's going to be anything different. And then also my birthday is 10 days after Christmas. Mm -hmm. So for me... My birthday is more important than Christmas. Yeah, oh yeah. But once it got to my birthday, I always had that experience where people are like, oh, well, you know, I spent all the money for Christmas. Mm -hmm. I'll get you back later, you know. Mm -hmm. And being a January baby, you got the people who already spent their money on Christmas. You got the people that spent their money on New Year's. Mm -hmm. And then you got the snow on top of that. So I'm just like, gosh, I can't catch a break. For years, like every single birthday that rode around, it was always a snowstorm. So for me, Christmas, I don't know. I like decorating. Mm -hmm. Um, I bought a house this year. First, um, the first thing that I brought over to my new house was all my Christmas decorations. Really? Yep. That's crazy. I I really like the Christmas season. I like how nice people are during Christmas. I like how giving people are during Christmas. And I really like decorating. So, you know, that's just something. I I like the the spirit of Christmas. That's my favorite. It's my favorite holiday. I can't do that. Like right now, like what, uh, what are you most excited about your life right now? Most excited about in my life, uh, I would probably say being my own boss. Really? Not having to ask people what's okay. Not mm-hmm. being a, not having to worry about like a schedule. Mm-hmm. I think just being able to be free is like not being able to be free is like the most the most exciting thing for me because I always told myself like I want to be at home I kind of like I think I kind of was telling myself I wanted to be a housewife but I don't think I want to be a housewife but I just want to be able to have that kind of housewife flexibility you know where I can be at home and work and then I don't have to worry about like if my daughter has a half a day do I need to call off work or if she's sick do I have to take her to school when she's not well and that's kind of what I used to experience when I was working in corporate America having to choose between family and work and so I think that's the most exciting thing. Is you said so. You saying you your own boss? Like how are you your own boss? Well, I work for myself. I don't have another job. I what? only work for myself. Yeah, and you're so. sustainable. Like you can you can make it and get by. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, provide resume services for people. So. Basically, the reason I even started is just because I want to motivate people to go after their dreams. I don't want people to be stuck in a job that they don't like. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, they feel like they want to be in a company that's just earning the money, but it's nothing. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with the vision that they have for themselves or the dream or the goal that they went to. So I kind of try to motivate people to go after what they actually want to do Mm -hmm. because you get caught up. You get you really get caught up in yeah. doing something and, and doing it every day in that routine. So uh, this year, quit my job. 
and decided that to was go. just this year yep i feel it's, like it's been so long since he's been doing yeah it's it's crazy because like a couple things happened this year so beginning of the year i quit uh i used to work at enterprise mm-hmm. which you know mm-hmm. uh loved my job there but the work-life balance just wasn't there my daughter right. was going to be starting kindergarten this mm-hmm. year and i'll know that they have field trips and mm-hmm. they have like PTO meetings and everything that comes along with having a child that's actually in school. Mm-hmm. And so at the beginning of the year, I decided that it was more important to me to be a good parent than earning, you know, like the amount of money that I was earning, you know, with the position that I was working in. So right. I decided to walk away from my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, started blogging about it started a motivational blog talking about um, you know inspiring other people to mm-hmm. leave their jobs so working working for this fortune 500 company that influenced you to want to quit no 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 working for that <laughs> that's not what inspired me to quit what inspired me to quit was knowing that what I was doing there although I was good at what I was doing is not actually what I wanted to do mm-hmm. you know you get so used to doing making money for someone else or you know working for someone else and doing what they want you to do mm-hmm. and you don't remember like hey 10 years ago I said I wanted to be a writer yeah. or 10 years ago I said that I wanted to be you know a motivational speaker or mm-hmm. I want to write a book or I actually wanted to go into the medical field you know you just do what's easy right. and for me I had to snap out of it and I had to think like hey I used to have dreams and goals that didn't have anything to do with my job here mm-hmm. at Enterprise right. and I have a family now and with me having a family I had to sit back and think and I wanted to I asked myself like is this the life that you want to have when mm-hmm. you know your daughter is going to be needing things like if it's a field trip that's coming up do I really want to say hmm can I make it to this field trip or right. do I want to just know that I can go yeah that's a crazy like to be put in that type of like in your 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 child's like that that's important like especially growing up and 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 having that support from your your parent or being a chaperone or making it to the future that's important so it's kind of it is kind of like a selfish decision to to give a company all your time when you have a child who who needs your attention more than that company right right for me it's like one day i think my daughter was sick and i had to decide like okay i don't have any more vacation days do I just take her to school sick or do I just call off work, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you think about having to make that type of decision, mm-hmm. it's like, are you really deciding to take your daughter to school sick right, yeah. instead of just, you know, being at home? So, um, I mean, the transition to me being a entrepreneur 100%, it didn't come as just like a one step. Like I left Enterprise and right. then didn't go back. It wasn't really like that. Okay. I actually went, after I left Enterprise, I started working at a bank. Who you were, Huntington? No, I used to work at Citizens Bank. Oh, so I worked at Citizens Bank for a while and it was it was a pretty good job. I really um, had, a, had a good time working there. And then I got robbed at the bank. Like while you were there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wait, somebody they robbed you specifically. Yep. What the fuck? Yep, it was crazy. How and did you feel? <laughs> Cause I always be like, man, I'm about to hit this panic <laughs> button, but it's like it's funny because um things like that happen a lot more often than people think. And after it happened, I realized how often it happened. And I yeah. guess like for me, like, okay, I got robbed and then I was like, you know, 
kind of all over the place you know my mind is like what's going on you know like this is a traumatic experience how am I gonna move forward and in the process of me getting robbed I was in the process of closing on my house so I'm like you know this is crazy this is happening do I want to quit do I want to stay here and I decided to just wait the bank got robbed not you no like the bank got robbed I was the person at the bank that got robbed. But but they don't have like the, the, they had a protective glass. No. Where was this bank located? Is it in a white <laughs> neighborhood? No, it's in Ipsy. It was downtown Ipsy. Oh. Yeah. You so, ever think sometimes that's premeditated, like somebody that worked there or something? Know the system. I don't know. This is the crazy thing. This is the crazy thing about it. So like, I feel like when it's a plan bigger than you, it's gonna be things that happen that to can. try and push you towards your mm-hmm. goal. Oh yeah. Because absolutely. a lot of times you don't want to move towards your goal by yourself and you're mm-hmm. apprehensive. So I got robbed at the bank, right? Mm-hmm. I was like going crazy. You know, feeling all different type of ways mm-hmm. because you don't really think that happens. It's only stuff that happens in the movies, right? right. So two weeks later, after we got robbed, I have finally started feeling more confident. I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna let this stop me. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep going. And so I start working again. Like I, um, I was a banker, but I decided to start working. You know, back as a teller to help. Mm-hmm. And the guy that robbed us came back to try and rob us again. What? Yeah, and so like two weeks after he successfully robbed us, he came back again and tried to rob us again. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. You know, like stuff like this never happened. And I was like, you know, this must be a sign. So, of course, myself, I'm hard headed. Mm -hmm. He came back for the third time. And so after the guy came back the third time, I was like, you know what? I feel like this is God telling me that I shouldn't be working here. And so after that, I quit and I never went back. And I said, this is the time for me to start going towards my goals Mm -hmm. and stop trying to work for a company that I'm making other people money. Mm -hmm. So I decided because like when I worked at Enterprise, I was a top salesperson. Mm -hmm. Um, The branch that I worked made like Mm $250,000, you know, a month. And... Um, I know I contributed a lot to that. And then when I was at the bank, like when I quit, I was like, uh, you know, like 900% over my sales goal. You know, I was working really hard because I've already, no, (laughs) no, we sell like banking products. So like if you want to get a loan Mm. or like you want to open up a checking account, you know, it's a lot of different things that go into it. But, um, I was like, you know, if I can make another company this much money, mm-hmm. why wouldn't I invest that time into myself right. and build a company for myself to try and make money instead of being somewhere where you have a boss, you know, you're not getting 100 percent of your sales. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so many different factors, but I just feel like this year I was kind of just on a path where I was being pushed towards a greater goal and I just kind of follow I just kind of decided to follow that goal to follow that dream and start working for myself so now I work for myself so so the idea or the concept the job search girl like like where did where did the the concept or idea like what made you like what influenced you to want to do resumes um so I've already I've always been a writer I started writing when I was a kid, my mom used to have us keep a journal. And when I got to college, um, I did my own resume. A couple friends asked me to do theirs. Mm-hmm. And it kind of started being where um, people would recommend me to their friends to do resumes for them. 
And so I told myself like earlier this year, I was like, you know what? The next person that asks me for a resume, I'm going to tell them that this is how much I charge. And so one of my friends, shout out Ami, uh, one of my PS sisters, she actually like sent me a message one day and she was like, hey, I know you do resumes. How much do you charge? You know, I really need my resume done. And I'm like, cool. And she is a very, very, very honest person. Ami, is that that's the dark skin girl with the glasses? Yeah. I remember who mm-hmm. that thick. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. I remember her. Yeah. So um, what I told myself, I was like, if I can redo, you know, I and I had been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. But I told myself, like, if I can do her resume and she's happy with it, she goes to NYU, you know, she mm-hmm. goes to school in New York. She's doing nursing and all this stuff, you know, master's program. And I'm like, if I can do her resume and she is satisfied then mm-hmm. I know I can do other people's resume so I told her a price she sent me the information I did it she liked it and I was mm-hmm. like I'm going into business and so I kind of like jumped into it made myself some business cards mm-hmm. try to start promoting myself and I had friends just telling other people it was kind of it kind of just started by word of mouth and Dang. after that that's just what do you, what do you uh what do you like most about like your uh, your company, your business? What do you like most about it? I like helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people. Uh, one girl, she gave me, um, she wrote me like a review, and she was saying that she had applied for a job like five times, and she never got an interview. Mm-hmm. And after I did her resume, that she finally got an interview. So mm-hmm. it's just things like that are satisfying because yeah. I know that. There are options for everybody. You know, it's a right. lot of stuff that you can accomplish if you actually put your mind to it. So mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm just kind of like a helping hand yeah. in that process, just yeah. getting people to the destination that they're trying to go to. Yeah. So anything I can do to help somebody achieve a goal is always good for me. The crazy, the crazy part is that, uh, you know what I'm saying, when you go, when you go to, when you're growing up, you know what I'm saying, you, you get to your senior year in high school and yeah, they start to talk about the uh having a resume or building a resume um but then in high school they don't keep up the the, the time and the change because when i was in high school they they weren't talking about having a a machine that scans these resumes and looks for keywords um and a lot of top companies use that 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 technology to pick out certain words and and to to filter through these resumes they didn't have that when i was in high school it was just like okay somebody is sitting there gonna read them so you didn't have to worry about keywords it was like just to to doctor your resume up as pretty as you possibly can and that was it but now with technology and them being able to scan these resumes and and filter through them that much faster it makes it easier for them so if we would have had this information starting before just our 12th grade year in college i mean uh, high school i'm sorry your your senior year in high school then you would have like you have that much more information available you would be that much more ahead of the game because you don't you you're going to be able to get your first job by the time you're 16 why am i just learning how to do a resume at the age of 18 right your life and your work career doesn't start at 18 you can work at 16 legally so mm-hmm. why am i just not learning this right and i think that's one of the things that i noticed is a lot of people that don't know the basics about a resume Mm -hmm. and they just go like you know they just input some information into like a system and just it just all comes pre you know Mm pre-filled and that's not what's going to help them and that's why I try to do uh, next year I'm really focused on doing a lot of free workshops Mm -hmm. and I'm going to start doing a lot of um, like even if you go on my resume uh, sorry my my Instagram page today 
I have a lot of basic resume tips that people need that they don't know. And I try and give out as much free information as I can because people don't know. And um, honestly, for me, I just did a lot of research. And when I worked at Enterprise, I did a lot of hiring. So I did assistant manager hiring, um, car hiring, and then like um, MT hiring too. And so I had to sit through a lot of interviews and I looked at a lot of resumes and you just see where errors are mm-hmm. and so I feel like that's kind of where I come in to, to bridge the gap right. to try and help people and let them know like hey if you're going to an interview these are the things that you need to know mm-hmm. or these are the things that need to be on your resume and mm-hmm. I just try and create resumes that are going to help people get to those levels so I think next year I just want to do a lot of free programs mm-hmm. because it's not really it's not really about me making money off doing people's resumes mm-hmm. it's really more about helping people okay you know like i'm not here to just make a million dollars off you know doing people's resumes i want to help people get jobs that they want that's right. the whole point yeah. and whatever i can do to expand that option for people i want to do so yeah, yeah i mean that, that, that's huge just i mean you should also probably incorporate like a a, a class on um, how to dress when they come to interviews because I mean people don't understand like the importance of, of what you wear you're being judged the moment you walk in that door even yep. before you hand me your resume you're being judged like and a lot of our youth and a lot of young people don't come in for a job and they, they their their vocabulary is so immaculate and they get their little white voice I like to call it white voice because we all like to talk in a certain voice like it sounds so proper but that's a different conversation because right. you don't have to yeah. anyway but um, they'll come in and they're like, oh, yes, yeah, sir. Um, I'm looking for the manager. I'm just looking to get a job. Here's a resume. And I'm like, everything was, I mean, spot on. They asked me to the manager. They're persistent. I've probably seen them one or two times in that week. And then I'm like, okay, this motherfucker has on gym shoes and some jeans. They shirt tucked in, but they shirt wrinkled. They don't have a tie. Like, what if I was to be like, you know what? All right, cool. I'm going to interview right now on the spot. Come on back. Like, you never know. We actually we holding open interviews right now, and you in here just like this. Like yep. you never know. Like even if even if you're going to be a, a, a car prep or you're going to be a detailer, I don't care. Like yep. you still have to be presentable because it's business. You're about your business. You're about yourself. You're a brand. So of course you're gonna come in there and represent that. But when they don't, I'm like, bro. Yeah, okay. Your resume looks nice. You probably copied and pasted. Somebody else did it for you. And your presentation is nice. Your vocabulary was great. You were proper. You did all the right steps, but you look like a bum. So I can see through your facade. I can see that it's all bullshit. I can see right through it because the way you dressed wasn't on point. Right. Well, you know what? That's one. That's one thing. That's one reason why I like doing uh, interview prep. Mm-hmm. And I haven't with my company. I haven't really um, tapped into that portion of my business as mm-hmm. much. But when I did work for inter- for enterprise, I used to stay on the phone with people for like forty five minutes to an mm-hmm. hour getting ready for their interviews and one thing I tell them I ask them like what are you wearing what time are you going to be there Mm -hmm. because those are the non-verbal things Mm -hmm. that come into play if I'm doing an interview and you come and you're late that's already a mark against you 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 have to have an interview that's going to blow me out the Mm -hmm. water for me to still accept you as a candidate Mm -hmm. if you come late you know like that's that's just like the quote if you're if you're you're late if you're on time and you want time if you early you know and that's yeah. sometimes that's the type of things that you need to be prepared for yeah. but it's i don't really try to fought people because you don't know what you don't know right 
And the problem is a lot of people don't reach out for help when they need it. Right. People just think, oh, I'm just going to go to this interview or I'm just going to submit this application. So I try to just be that person that people can come to. Like it was it was one girl that I did her resume and she was like, hey, I got this interview. Do you have any tips for me for, you know, this situation? Of course. Of course I have tips. Like, of course I'm going to give you those insights because I want you to get the job that you're looking for. Right. Because this is the job I'm looking for to work for myself. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to try and help you any way that I can. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, what all services like do you offer? So I do resume services. Mm-hmm. Um, I do interview prep, mm-hmm. cover letters, letters of resignation. And then I also... Um, uh, what I'm going to be starting next year is like a sales training and a management training. Okay. Um, those are two things that I'm pretty passionate about. I think mm-hmm. um, a lot of people get into management positions and they're not prepared for it. They just right. get it off performance. But yeah. it's a lot more that goes into management than just being a manager. Mm-hmm. It, it's more so how you treat your employees. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's something that's that I'm passionate about. So that's something I'm going to be starting. But right now, um, pretty much just, you know. The resume services mm-hmm. and the interview prep. I really like doing interview prep. That's okay. probably one of my favorite things to do. How do you how do you advertise like all your business? Like how do you advertise most of it? Uh, I advertise on social media a lot. Mm-hmm. So I have my own website. Mm-hmm. I do Instagram and I do Facebook a lot. And most of my business comes from word of mouth. So okay. people telling other people. Um, what I do is probably my number one um, source of business. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's huge too. Like word of mouth is huge, and I was just saying, like I always say, like especially with, like doing me doing a podcast or or anything. Like it's always it's always word of mouth. Like if you don't have people spreading your business and, and networking for you, because that's free advertising, that's free networking. If you do that much, but like that good of a job, and nine times out of ten, you don't even have to tell. Like sometimes you might have to say, well, okay. You know what I'm saying? If you like it, you know what I'm saying? Shout me out. Tell everybody I did it. When you do that good of a job, then people are just naturally going to speak about your business because they want to help other people. Exactly. Like, so you don't have to necessarily put that in there. Like, you don't have to tell other people to spread your business. So word of mouth is huge. And a lot of people don't realize that that's really, really a key part of being successful in any business that you do. I don't care what you do. Word of mouth is going to spread faster than anything. Yep. That's that's the number one. And I know I had like um, I had one customer who he told his whole family like I started off with his resume then mm-hmm. his wife sent me her resume and she's like my mom wants hers my sister wants hers my brother in law wants his you know and it's kind of mm-hmm. like hey that's cool you know I can help everybody mm-hmm. and that's really what I like you know when someone else sees that I'm doing that I'm doing resumes or they see that I'm helping out or mm-hmm. you know you hear about a friend that got a job because I helped them out with their resume and yeah. then they come to me I'm like that's that's just you know it just shows me that I'm doing something good you know yeah. that I'm on the right track yeah so I mean I know you said you quit like work for enterprise and you know a fortune 500 company like how has working for another company help you develop your business and, and, and grow your business how has work for that company helped you working for enterprise yeah uh well enterprise 
I really, I really enjoy working for that company. They give you so many tools to understand what it takes to run a business. Mm-hmm. So it teaches you, you know, how to treat employees, mm-hmm. how to manage your income versus your cost, mm-hmm. how to make sure you're taking care of customers. So I feel like they really gave me a lot of foundation to start my mm-hmm. own business and right. also just being in, involved in the interviews and looking at resumes and things like that that actually gave me an idea to help me more so to tell people like hey when you're in an interview this is what's important right. because I didn't know what was really important before I started working there but after you interview you know 25 people you're like okay I know what this person didn't say mm-hmm. that this person that got hired said mm-hmm. or I know what this resume looked like that was good that got you to this point that didn't so I feel like that was really just like um <laughs> it was like a prereq you know yeah. <laughs> you know I had to work there to get kind of like earn my stripes because yeah. being successful at a fortune 500 company it kind of gives you leverage because people say like oh if you can do it for them then you can do it for me Mm -hmm. and i know that you know you know how my reputation was when i worked there i was very dedicated to my craft and very successful at doing that and um i don't know they help they that it's a really it's a really good company to work for it's crazy because like i remember um i read your your blog on uh, on the internet and uh you spoke a lot about um you know people living in fear and people scared to do something um just just speak more a little about that like fear like how like what was the scariest part about quitting your job um the scariest part about quitting is probably just the unknown you Mm -hmm. know uncertainty Mm -hmm. and uncertainty it really gets people because once you don't have that once you don't have that solid foundation you mm-hmm. try you start trying to th- you start thinking like oh man what if i can't pay this bill or mm-hmm. what if i can't you know become the person that i want to be but most of the time those fears that you have are just it's just something that you're building in yourself but yeah you, and, you've created that fear right exactly and what i try to move towards is thinking more about the what if it goes well mm-hmm. and that's kind of what i try to teach to people is not thinking about like what could go wrong but thinking what could go right, right. you know chances make champions that yeah. quote didn't just come out of nowhere yeah. you know people don't just say that just because it's because it's true yeah. because once you take that leap of faith what's on the other side of faith is success right and for me, like, one thing I tell people is you can have fear or you can have faith, but you can't have both. Right. And for me, I'd rather have faith all day yeah. because faith leads you to paths and success that you never thought was possible mm-hmm. because you believe in yourself. And for me, I believe in myself. Yeah. And that's one thing. Being an entrepreneur, you have to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Since I Since I quit. I've had friends that's like sending me jobs and like asking me like, are you okay? Or how are you doing this? Or how are you getting by? And it's like, I have confidence in myself. Mm -hmm. I know that I can do this. Mm -hmm. I started my first business when I was in third grade. So I've been doing what? I started I started a family candy business. We had a, a candy store. Right. <laughs> I lo- man, I think everybody in the hood had like a family candy store. Like right. To go, man, that was, and that, that was, was me. That was and that was me. Like I started my mom. It's a it's a crazy story. I 
I um, sold somebody some candy that I had at school one day. The next day, they brought me the money. I'm allergic to peanuts. Mm-hmm. And they had been eating, like, peanut butter crackers when they gave me the money. So, <laughs> took the money, rolled my eyes. My eyes swole shut. Uh. And I got home, and my mom is like, what happened to you? You know, why are your eyes swollen? I was like, oh, somebody owed me some money. <laughs> She's like, oh, you for some money for what? And I was like... I was selling candy and she's like she's like okay let's go let's do it you know and my mom was very supportive of you know me going after that and it was a pretty successful business because we're only we're the only family in a neighborhood that was doing that but that just kind of sparked you know my entrepreneur my entrepreneurial lifestyle because If you can do it when you're a kid, you believe in yourself more as an adult. But I mean, no, that's I don't I don't I don't agree with that because when you're a child, you got to think about it. When you're a kid, you're so fearless. Like you don't you don't even know. Like people could be laughing at you. Like and we do it all the time. We'll still kid like dancing, acting a fool, and we're just laughing. It's funny. And kids don't know that we're laughing because you look like a fool. You look crazy. They think that they're doing something well. They're fearless. They don't care. Kids will be outside playing all day and run until they don't have any breath. But they rarely run out of breath because they're, they, their adrenaline is so up. They just keep going and going and going and going. And they don't get tired. And it's like because they're fearless. They don't know that they, they're tired. They don't know that they could pass out. They don't know that they're short of breath. Like, they just keep going. So when you're a child, it, like... You're not you're you're so fearless. Adults, we know what true fear is. We know what happens when you're rejected, when society doesn't accept you. We know all this, but kids they don't care. So when you were a little kid, you're not thinking about oh what if somebody doesn't buy from me or what if somebody else goes somewhere else. Like you're not thinking about that. When you get older and you have a business, you're like damn, I gotta think about my competition. If people really like my candy, if they like my product. When you're a kid, you don't give a fuck about that type of shit. I think I think that's the most the point that you just made is the most important thing about entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. is you need to keep that same energy you gotta keep that same energy because if you think about number one if you think about what other people are gonna think about you you're never gonna be successful never ever 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 gonna be successful never you have to think about what you are trying to accomplish and how you're gonna get there Mm -hmm. and don't worry about the naysayers it's six billion people on this earth i think it's seven right now oh see that's even more it's it's seven seven. billion people on this earth if you get one million of those six billion people to follow after you Mm -hmm. and they could all be strangers you know then you're going to be successful you can't think about the small circle of people that's around you Mm -hmm. that's naysayers Mm -hmm. because when you listen to those naysayers then that's that's what's gonna that's what's gonna like apprehend you from being better for me, I don't think about the negative. I try and po- I try and focus on the positive so much that I don't see anything else. I try and keep my mind on my goals and working towards those goals and knowing that I can get to those goals without anything else. Yeah. So like as that's one thing about me, I am fearless. Because what is failure? Failure is just an opportunity for you to learn how to do what you failed at better. Right. So if you get, if you, let's say you start this podcast and you only have five listeners, you Mm -hmm. know, and then those five listeners say, oh, well, I really like your show because of Mm -hmm. the segment that you do about A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. That means that the other stuff that you were talking about, they may not like, but they like this portion of it. So you can take that portion of it and transform it to something else. And you got to work with that. So for me, that's kind of what I try and do. You don't want to 
you don't want to ever give up on your dreams, sometimes you have to course correct. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to change a little bit about what you're doing. Like right. maybe you're doing, like for me, I'm doing resumes, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe one day someone says like, oh, well, I really like the designs that you're making for resumes, but right. I don't like what you're writing about it. So that might say, hey, maybe I should just sell formats. Mm-hmm. Or if someone says, I really like what you're writing, but I don't really like the format. Well, maybe I can partner with a company that I only write for. You know, you don't give up on those dreams just because someone tells you that they're doing that you're doing something that they don't like. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, and a lot of people don't like the con- con- constructive criticism of of like, especially close friends and family. We were just talking about this, like when when you're, you know, what I'm saying, when my closest friends and came to me and say, "Oh yeah, I listened to your episode, but it was boring." And I'm like, bitch. What you, what you mean it was boring? Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I love your voice. Your voice was perfect, but it was boring. And I'm like, bitch, I ain't boring. I mean, but when you're first starting stuff, you, I mean, it's a lot of stuff that you don't know. You're going there damn near blind. Like, if it's not somebody there to give you the, the knowledge and give you the information and you have to do all the researches and learn by trial and error, it's harder. It's harder, like, for you to, to create what you want to create. And it's all a working process. So, you know what I'm saying? I think that for what you're doing and for somebody to come and say, oh, yeah, I like this. But every time somebody say I like this, but you like, OK, fuck, like, yep. you you, you get in that you get in that state of mind. You're like, oh, I thought I was doing everything great, but you need that to perfect your craft. You yeah. need that. You need that feedback. You need that negativity to be like, all right, okay, you like this, but okay, now I gotta fix this. I gotta fix that because they're on the outside. You know what I'm saying? You're in the in the driver's seat. You know, so sometimes you gotta put yourself in the passenger seat and see how you see things to yeah, perceive. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Your business or your company or or your artistry or whatever you're doing like you have to be on the other side if you're a photographer and i just had my last interview which was with divine joy shout out to the divine joy of divine joy productions i had a interview with her and i was telling her like you know you you're saying you're trying to create something for you but if i'm the consumer and i'm paying for this product and that's physical and it's tangible and it's an experience that i'm going to get from remembering looking at that photo then you got to put yourself in the seat of them mm-hmm. if, if you're on the other side of the camera. Sometimes we have to sit back and step away from ourselves and, and, and put ourselves on the other side of what we're doing. Yeah. So you got to pick up a piece of paper and be like, okay, cool, okay, damn. Or you got to compare apples to apples. If you got a person that does resumes or you do, you go to advisor somewhere. Let's say you go to Eastern Michigan and they have a, they have a whole department that deals with that and they have somebody who's been doing resumes for 15 16 17 years you take your resume put it up against theirs and you're like okay cool you can't be scared you got to be resilient to be able to look at theirs and be like damn this looks like this looks amazing so you got to be able to compare use that and be, okay i'm gonna i'm gonna take this information and get better like so if somebody gives you that yeah you're good but anytime you hear that but you're like okay but I'm going to get better. But I'm going to do what I got to do. Right, right. I, I completely, I understand that 100%. Especially when doing resumes. Because for me, I am a strict one-page resume person. I, lo- yeah, I, love I don't like resumes I love that are past one page. But it. some people are so focused on doing more than one page and I try to explain to them I'm like hey these are the reasons why I think you should only have one page but they say no I want all this information listed so for me and one thing enterprise taught me is the customer's always right mm-hmm. if you want to give good customer service you have to do what they want to do mm-hmm. so like I had one customer and I literally told her I said hey 
here's your resume it's targeted for this position that you told me that you want everything that you need is right here on this page and they were like oh well, I want my awards here I want my volunteer event I want this I want that and I was like hey these are the reasons why I specifically re- recommend that you have one page and I give her a list and I was like but this is your resume right. and I'm going to do whatever you want to do. You paid me to do the work. So yeah. if you want it to be two pages, I would be more than happy to make it two pages for yeah. you. You know, yeah. that might decrease the chances of you actually gaining that job that you want. But, but this is what you want. What want. Yeah. So, I mean, that's 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 the thing. You know, customer service in businesses is so vital. Mm-hmm. And like you said, with the photography thing. If I'm hiring you to do my engagement photos and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, well, I had a vision of you doing this, but I said, no, I want this, you know, like I expect that if I'm paying for you that I get option B mm-hmm. and not option A, which is what you have. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, it's crazy. Like, it, I mean, it's, it's crazy, but it's all a, it's all a process. And when when you understand it's a process and when you understand that. This person is paying money for when you pay your money for a a product is different because it's physical, it's tangible. You can grab, you can touch, you can feel when you pay your money for a service. It, it changes it it's because it's a service like you can't touch it. You can't feel it. You got to go off of how it makes you feel like. So it, it changes like when, but when you have a physical piece of paper and you're doing a resume, you say here, you can look at it and you can say, OK, boom, 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 boom. I like this. I don't like this. But when it's like, OK, cool. Um, my I would say my my overall podcast is more so a service because it it's all intangible. It creates, you know, what I'm saying ideas and thoughts inside of someone's head and influences. It's all in inside. like It's all internal. So it's like to create an experience for listeners is hard like to create content you know what i'm saying because it's, it's a service it's an experience versus having something that's that's tangible it's a lot harder so for you and what you're doing i mean i i say you're doing good i mean like when you first came over and you were saying that okay even when i first started doing resumes into where i'm like now where i'm at i am i've learned so much and and i went from doing this and now i'm doing this and you even was like, yeah, well, I redid your resume. And I'm like, what? You redid my resume? Like, <laughs> let me see. Like, it, right. it was just crazy. Like, because you, what you knew then when you first did my resume to what you know now is totally different. Exactly. So, um, that, that's huge. Like, I mean, that's the thing about entrepreneurship is you can't just stay stagnant. Mm-hmm. If you want to be the best, you have to elevate your game. And I feel like for me, I've always had the words. I know that if I've done someone's resume that I've put words on there that's going to help them get a job. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the format wasn't always, you know, the most beautiful. Like right. when you go to look, like when people Google resumes now, they see all these like super fancy resumes yep, yep. with like people pictures on them and all this other stuff. And I was like, ooh, I don't know how to do all that now. But I was like, you know, eventually I have to get to that point because if I want to keep up with the quality mm-hmm. it's not just about the words like the resume it it is like for you to to land that interview it's about what is on there right. but you still want your customers to feel like it's worth it right, so yeah. for me that's kind of the thing that I wanted to do so I like pay for a whole design program I taught myself and I worked on you know just improving my overall product mm-hmm. Because you have to have quality, you have to have a quality product if you're going to be 
a successful business. So, yeah. so I mean, when you when you first started, like, what was your biggest fear for your business when you first started? Like, just for the business, like what? Like, what was your biggest fear? Um, my biggest fear was probably feeling like I wasn't doing a good enough job. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I see a lot of resumes that are not formatted properly or you know very basic i even had a resume where someone copied and pasted pasted the whole <laughs> job description from Me. from glass door Me. <laughs> like you know but i always just kind of felt like worried that people wouldn't feel like my work was quality enough even though i had so many compliments and you know i know i'm a good writer but i think that's the thing that that had me the most worried i'm like mm-hmm. oh man you know i'm i'm selling this service are people are people gonna be getting jobs off these resumes mm-hmm. or is this gonna be good enough or yeah. are they gonna like how it looked you know i was making i was making all my formats from scratch okay. like i would just take a blank document and i would build everything oh, from dope. scratch i wasn't like taking templates or anything oh, like that dope. so you know i was like man maybe this is too plain maybe this you know yeah. i had i just had a i was second guessing myself a lot yeah. but a lot of people do that they second guess themselves and it's like you were saying earlier that people around you have more confidence in you yes. than you have in yourself yes that's crazy because they're not sitting in your position that's why i'm like you sometimes you got to remove yourself from that the, your, your own you got to get out your own way you're all, we're always in our own way you have to get out your own way because nine times out of ten when i'll ask people like and one of my questions usually typically is you know well you do resumes i don't know a lot of people do resumes so i didn't i didn't feel any dash so i usually ask well who's your biggest competition my thing for you at this point your biggest competition will be yourself and nine times out of ten your biggest competition is always yourself when you know what i'm saying working in sales and people always be like that's that's the first one of the first questions i ask somebody well, who's your biggest competition they'd be like oh that person that that oh because they that and i'm like nope yep and i'm like you're your biggest competition yeah, you know why because now you're thinking about that person oh you you when you when you're not selling having a great day you're you're down on yourself so now your sales are going down for the rest of the day um you don't think that you can do it. You know what I'm saying? You see yourself. You're number seven. You want to be number one. I said, no, no, no. Let's build. My thing is I'm about progression. I'm about progress. If you start off at number seven, your first time when the first sales chart comes out, you're number seven. And then your second month comes out, you're number five. And then the third month comes out, and you're number three. The first, Then the last month comes out, you're number two. And you're like, man, I wanted to do, be number one. I'm like... Let me let me show you this. Okay. We got a sales chart. You see number 15? Number 15 has been number 15 since we started. Number 13 has been number 13. But you've made progress. So something in you has gotten better. Right. So you, you, you've got, you got to get out your own way because it's about progress, about progression. And as long as you stay current and you're moving with technology and, and, and everything else around you, if you're moving and staying current with them, then you're 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 doing a good job. If you're all, if you're making progress, then you're doing great. So get out your own way. Yeah, for me, I've always been a goal-oriented person, and I'm okay. very 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 competitive. Mm-hmm. So competition really drives me. And being go. an entrepreneur, you don't really have somebody that you can say like, "Oh, this is the person I want to make sure that I'm ahead of." It's not really like that, you know. For really? so. No, because like for me, I can't even think about anybody else that's in the same lane well, as me. T- that's why, and I usually ask like, you know, what I'm saying one of my questions is usually who is your rule of measure, and I ask that because it's like, who do you constantly strive to 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 reach 
that's in your biz doing the same business you like who do you want to be like who do you want to kind of okay they're doing this let me do this okay they're, they're they just switch services let me switch services but you're what you're doing is so unique i commend you for it because i'm like i don't know a lot of people that do resume so you win it right so i mean for me i think i'm creating my own lane like of yeah. course it's a lot of other people that have like you know, staffing agencies mm-hmm. and they have like, you know, um, recruiting agencies mm-hmm. or, you know, job search things. But I'm not doing the same thing. And my end mm-hmm. goal is not the same. So when you create your own what lane, is your, your what, own, is, what is your end goal? I'm going to cut you off. But. My end goal is all motivation. So I want to motivate people to go after their goals. And I feel like this is just a stepping stone for me to get people to those goals because I try to inspire people to go for a job that they actually want or go for a dream that they actually want. And so that's basically like I want to eventually evolve to just speaking to people to help them in whatever way is possible you know like if you want to get another job i'll be able to help you get another job or if you want to start your own company i should be able to help you start your own company you know and for me i just want to be that beacon to say if i can do it you can do it you know like we can have it all people think that we are limited in what we can do because of circumstances and i don't believe that at all it's nothing that i set my mind to that i can't do and i think that's kind of like that was what was instilled to me as I was a kid like mm-hmm. my elementary school instilled that to me my mom instilled that to me so I don't live thinking that there are limits mm-hmm. so when I create my own lane it's I'll only go as far as I push myself to go mm-hmm. if I set a goal for myself to have three clients a week then I need to be going out and working towards mm-hmm. getting three clients a week mm-hmm. and if I have a goal to make $600 a week then I need to be working towards making $600 a week so you know like I just want to be at the end of the day people say like oh Ashley, she started off in Detroit. You know, she didn't grow up in the best situation, but she made something of herself. And Mm -hmm. I feel like if she can do it, then I can do it. You know, I've done a lot of things in my life to this point that other people can't imagine doing. Right. But you can you know like you can do it if as long as you want it if long as you truly want to do it and you put your mind to it you can do it yeah so i mean just in 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 general like just kind of wrapping up like if you have to give somebody that's like just starting a business or that's looking into being an entrepreneur like if you could give them any advice like what would it be um (laughs) my advice is stick to it Mm -hmm. stick to it Um, If you have a dream, you got to go after it. It's going to be a lot of people and a lot of obstacles and a lot of circumstances that's going to try to deter you from getting to that goal. But you Mm -hmm. just got to be resilient. Like Mm -hmm. if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you need to build your faith in yourself and just go for it. Mm -hmm. Just go for it. It's nothing that. It's nothing that's different between you and somebody else that's successful. Mm -hmm. Like if you say, let's say LeBron, you know, it's nothing that LeBron was grown. It's nothing different about him than you. Mm -hmm. It's only work ethic. It's only drive. It's only passion, you know. And if you want to be number one, you got to work to do it. And you got to put in a work, but you can't be scared. You can't be scared to take risks. You can't be doubting yourself and you got to just believe and work towards it like I think that's the that's the biggest thing is just having resilience and mm-hmm. trusting yourself. If you believe that you can do it, you can do it, and mm-hmm. I believe you too. Yeah. Like that's that's the that's the only thing that's holding you back is yeah. is your belief in yourself. So, um, if anybody want to be an entrepreneur, I would just say um, I listen to Gary Vee a lot, and if you still have a job right now, you're working.
working 9 to 5. When you get home, start working from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. And work on your goal. You know, like, you have to start somewhere. But the number one thing to do is start. You got to start. You got to go after it. Because if you want to live a life that you never had, you got to do things that you've never done. Right. So... That's the thing. Just start. Be yeah. resilient. Don't listen to what other people say. I think the the thing that I learned this year the most is people will put their fears off on you. <laughs> you know, yeah. with me quitting my job, a lot of people come up to me and like, oh, what are you doing now? Or do you have a job? Or here, apply to my job. Or we're hiring, you know. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm okay. I'm an entrepreneur. I can work. I work for myself. You know, I can do it. I can do it. But people, other people are going to be afraid. Mm-hmm. And they're afraid for you. And even though that they mean the best you just have to think about the goal that you have in mind mm-hmm. and be dedicated to that goal and work towards that goal and yeah. just keep pushing towards the mark yeah that's yeah no i mean i i agree 100 percent wholeheartedly because it, it's hard and like you said a lot of people and they're like like even with doing podcasts they're like so with your podcast do you plan on like not like working like you want to you want to make this full-time and i'm like uh yeah eventually they're like people get paid in my gear they got sponsorships and it's networking it can lead to other opportunities but the biggest thing like you said is just doing it just doing it just sticking with it and consistency like if you have somebody who necessarily let's say if 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 i'm putting out content you know what I'm saying? Once a month. And it's great, dope content. I mean, sick content. And then you have this person that's putting out content once a week. I honestly believe that the person that puts out the most content is the more consistent because you have more critics coming behind it. You have more times to listen to episodes. You have more times to see where you're messing up. You have more times, like, you have more opportunities. So just go for it. You know what I'm saying? Make your mark, make a decision decide what you're gonna do and just do it a lot of people are like scared they're scared like and like i said when i first started this show i'm like man it, it was scary it was scary like just sitting here and the, the the fact and the idea that one day this could be huge is scary because i don't know where it's going the one one day you're sitting around you're like damn you're doing resumes well this this could lead you to something that you never imagined and it's gonna lead you to something that you didn't imagine because you're gonna be like damn i mean this is something i was i was passionate about i wanted to help people it was helping them get jobs and careers and da 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 i never thought it would take me to this point you know what i'm saying that's it's it's gonna get to that point as long as you're consistent as long as you keep going you're gonna come to a point in your life you're like damn i never imagined this would take me and that's where entrepreneurs um they, they thrive at that's where they they come out on top because it's like when they came into it they didn't have the expectation that or the attitude i'm gonna be the best oh yeah i'm just gonna be cocky that no they they, they didn't have that they just was like you know i'm gonna help people i'm gonna impact lives and i'm gonna change people's lives um one day at a time or one step at a time and then before you know it boom people are reaching back to you and giving you referrals and you're like damn i didn't imagine this shit so i mean that's that's huge i'm saying that's some that's great advice and you can't be scared of your fears you got to face your fears like i always say and i listen to i listen to joe rogan podcast and i mean that was one of the first podcasts i listened to and the very first episode i listened to which inspired the name for my uh my first episode was um it was basically like his he was talking about like create the life you want to live and it was like people going to jobs they're soul sucking and they're not happy Mm -hmm. they're doing a nine to five and they're not happy and they're just going every day 
and are taking things out on their in their relationships. They're taking things out on their children because they're not happy with the, the, what they chose. And some people get discouraged, which I said in my first episode, like you discouraged, you have a child. And you're like, damn, I wanted to be a baker. I wanted to, I wanted to sew when I was growing up. And you get discouraged. You're like, damn, I got to raise this kid. But never stop dreaming. Never give up on what you set out to be. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you aspire to be as a child. Never give up on that. Like, if that's what you wanted to be when you were younger or even growing up, past youth, adolescent, up into your adulthood, whatever you wanted to be, just keep doing it. Like, you know what I'm saying? You have to be resilient. You got to take note. You got to get used to having the door slammed in your face. You know what I'm saying? But you got to get your foot in the door to get your door, the door slammed in your face. So. I mean, this is the thing. They say, like, as long as you take one step forward, mm-hmm. as long as you get up and try, mm-hmm. you're one step ahead of somebody else who hasn't gotten off the couch. Exactly. And that's the thing. You know, like, you never really know where you're going to lead to. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think, you know, 10 years from now, five years from now, that I'm still going to be doing resumes. Right. But I feel like this is a stepping stone of exactly. me getting to my goal. Because exactly. I said I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Period. I wanted to be able to have the flexibility to be at home and mm-hmm. make my own schedule, be my own boss. Mm-hmm. And so this is just the first step of me getting there, you mm-hmm. know? Like, this is the first company that I'm using to fulfill that specific portion mm-hmm. of my goal. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that was a goal for me, and now I'm doing that. Yeah. So now I have to make other goals, and I'm saying, like, okay, well, what do I want to do now? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like I was telling you earlier, I did a vision board, and one of the things that I put on my vision board was to have three interviews. Yeah. So now, like, I can cross one of those things off my list, mm-hmm. and I can just start thinking about, like, okay, I'm doing these interviews, you know, like, what else do I want to do about my business? Or what do I want to tell people about my business? Mm-hmm. Or what am I looking to accomplish mm-hmm. with my business? Or how can I expand and not stay stagnant? You know, right. you have to think about things like that and just always be open to opportunity. Yeah. Whenever opportunity is knocking, you got to just be ready. Because mm-hmm. if you're working towards a goal, you just got to take baby steps. Yeah. And be okay and celebrate. Like they say, celebrate the small wins. Yeah. If you, like for your for your podcast, let's say for the first three episodes, you have to go out and find three people. Mm-hmm. And it took mm-hmm. you a long time. You're mm-hmm. like, man, I can't find these people that want to come on and talk to me. Mm-hmm. But then, after you finally found those three people and you posted those interviews or you did a few by yourself, people start reaching out to you and they're like, hey, I heard about your podcast. Yep. I want to come on. Yep. You know? Yep. Yep. And then that's the celebration for you because you're like, hey, I'm starting to get my name out there. People are starting to realize who I am and people are coming to me and that right there is always a great feeling because you start feeling like I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do or I'm starting to get to who I wanted to be or people are starting to recognize me I wasn't I remember it was it was so funny I was in Walmart one day I'm shopping walking around and this guy was like hey I'm like hey he's like you're the job search girl right and I was like Oh, snap. Somebody didn't recognize me from posting all this stuff on Facebook, you know. And for me, I was like, dang, I didn't think that that was ever going to happen. Because for me, you know, I'm small, you know. People know me from school. People know me from enterprise. You know, people know me from whatever. But for somebody that I never saw before and they Mm -hmm. was like, oh, I recognize you. I was like, I'm on the right path. (laughs) I'm on the right track. You know, like I'm going, I'm going in the right Mm -hmm. direction. And that was kind of like satisfying for me. So, you know, you celebrate that type of thing. Like for you, the first person that reached out to you for an interview, you're like, cool. I don't have to go out and search for business as much as I used to because I have people looking for me now, you know, and that's just the thing. Like 
those small goals like one thing um when i was at the vision board party the girl her name aisha hey peeps um <laughs> she one thing she was telling us is like chunking like chunking your goals mm-hmm. so not just saying like i want to have a podcast that's gonna have as many views as the breakfast club you know right. that might be your end goal yeah. but you gotta say like okay next year i'm gonna have 20 viewers mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna double it in february to 40 viewers you know you have to chunk those yeah. goals in and every time you accomplish something you have to you have to celebrate and you have to tell yourself like hey i'll put in the work if you can do this then you can do mm-hmm. that and that's one thing that i tell myself all the time if i can do a then i can do b yeah. if you can if you can find five dollars you can find fifty dollars yeah. you know if you can make a hundred dollars you can make a thousand dollars you just yep. have to figure out how mm-hmm. and changing your mind one thing that i um one thing that i told myself that i was going to do this year is changing my mindset mm-hmm. and to saying change my mindset from saying it's no way possible to there must be a way exactly. it has to be a way it has to be. you know like it's if someone else did it then you can do it exactly. it's, it's possible exactly. anything is possible yeah. and you just have to figure out that way you like hmm i really want to go on this vacation but i don't have the money right now mm-hmm. but you might have the money mm-hmm. you probably got some Jordans sitting around that you, you never wear you can sell you know like you start coming up with possibilities yeah. that you never thought possible when you change your mindset to there must be a way mm-hmm. to I can't do this you yeah. know like it's always it's always possibilities you, I think you, you'll find way you'll find a way to make way and that's mm-hmm. crazy that you said like the Jordan thing cause I had like a I have like a what are those I have the uh, the Gammas have those never worn them the gammas and then the uh, all whites they're the uh colombianas colombias got those haven't worn so <laughs> you know what i'm saying my best friend justine she she works for champs and she's like um you should go to stock exchange they haven't re-released those two but they just did the concords so i'm sure they're gonna release those eventually you might want to sell because those are going to be top dollar right now she's like and i'm like damn because we were talking about going on a cruise and i'm like not saying i don't got the money but i'm like it's not money i plan on spending anything mm-hmm. now i want to invest and put it in my podcast so if i can you know what i'm saying buy 300 dollars worth of giveaways so if people are listening to support and i can do that and, and use it towards my podcast i'm like i'll do it that way but she's like well you got these shoes if you want to go on this cruise just sell they're gonna sell for this amount trust me and i'm like damn and i've never stuck a foot in them i still haven't i'm like what the fuck am i doing with these shoes man so i mean it's crazy it's crazy you're right you're gonna find a way um it's just about dedication really it's about it's really just about figuring it out because i remember i was uh my mom was telling me she uh was coming to town and I wanted to get her all these excuses about like how it was a bad weekend for her to come and mm-hmm. I didn't have time and I had this whole message typed up and I was like, stop right there. Like yeah. you need to you say there must be a way. You, you make know? time for what you exactly. Want. Yeah. I'm like, I know I have a wedding to go to, I know I have this, I know I have that. But it's probably a way. Yep. And thinking about just changing your mindset to thinking like how can I figure this out or how can I make this work or, you know, how can I do this and just committing to a goal before it actually comes true and just putting the energy towards it. That is what works. That's, that's what really works. Like, and I tell people that especially with traveling, that's probably the biggest thing that people are afraid of. They're like, Oh, I really want to go travel, but I don't know if I have the money and I've never been out of, out of the country. And you know, they have so many excuses, for me, before I ever went out of the country, I 
pay for my deposit before I even had a, a passport, you know, yeah. because I was dedicated. I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to make this happen. I don't know how I'm going to make this happen, but I'm dedicated to making it happen. So once you're dedicated to making something happen, then, you know, ideas start coming to you and solutions start coming to you. You just have to be open to listening to those solutions and figuring it out. Yeah. So um, I definitely was wrapping up everything. I definitely appreciate you. My thing is, this, you know, I'm saying some a few actually a few people on Facebook inbox me and then like Kyle or K Mac and they're reaching out on, on um Instagram and tag you under the post. I was like, you know what I'm saying, name anybody you want me to see me interview, just tag them on here and I'll I'll make it happen. And my plan is to anybody who, you know what I'm saying, reaches back out or reciprocates that same love and wants to actually share their story, I'm gonna make every effort because if there's somebody out there that wants to hear their story I'm going to do it. So I definitely appreciate you coming. K-Mac. Shout out to K-Mac. Um, if you guys are listening, go listen to Prayers. Yeah, go um, listen to Prayers. Cause, uh, and go listen to Pull Up and Rack on Audio Mac, too. Yeah. Uh, K-Mac, Kyle Mac. He out there doing big things, man. That, underscore Kyle Mac underscore. Yeah, look at that love, bro. I love it. But, I mean, when he when he put you on, I'm like, you know what, damn. Actually, she do. You know what I'm saying? She 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 She's solid. I'm like, I, I can see her delivering some great content. So I definitely appreciate you. Um, coming out 100% well, like I appreciate you having me here for yeah. sure it's been a pleasure sitting here talking about my business for a while and listening to you and what, uh, you know hopefully motivating some people out there to go always. after their dreams what um where can people find you on uh on social media okay social media so my business page is the job search girl at the job search girl um, my personal page is at little miss ashley which is l-i-l-m-s-a-s-h-l-e-y and then if you want to find me on Facebook, <laughs> my name is Princess Ashley Adams. So all those um, all those sites I'm available, go ahead and follow me. And if you want to get any type of resume services done, if you mention this podcast, I will give you 50% off a service for mentioning this podcast. I got to show love to Martez for having me in. And as you mentioned earlier, I did do a um update to his resume for him just to say thank you for having me here today so uh anybody like i said if you mention this podcast send me an email send me a dm and i will make sure you get that 50 percent discount okay yeah shout out shout out to uh, the job i really appreciate everybody for listening appreciate ashley for coming on um like i said uh, my name is martez i'm your host as always find me on instagram martez underscore for show that's f a S H O You better mention the podcast and what you took away from this episode and get fifty percent off your resume. I know a lot of people out there don't know how to create a resume and don't know what people and employees are looking for when you create a resume. So go to the job search girl. I mean, Ashley's looking to help people, you know what I'm saying? You already heard how she's trying to change people's lives and help them land the jobs and the careers that they want to get. So definitely check her out. She's solid. Um, so definitely look her up on all social media. Reach out to me if you if you don't know what the fuck to do. I'll point you in the right direction. I'll get your resume together. We're trying to land careers. We're trying to build dreams. We're trying to follow our passions. And this is where we start. So thanks for listening. And uh, stay tuned. I pray to God give what I ask him for. Just be careful what you ask him for. I pray to God give what I ask him for. I pray to God give what I ask him for. Yeah. I pray to God give what I ask him for. Just be careful.
careful what you ask.